there, it's Jacqueline with Sound Body Wisdom. Today's podcast is a recording that is sort of like kitchen table talk between myself and a friend. And to be honest, these conversations are some of my favorite. They're really some awesome insights and, and such a great back and forth. And she's someone who's been doing the practice, so she also reflects on what that's been like for her. So I really wanted to share this with you today. All right, here we go. So basically, just really owning that this practice is about developing your awareness, that your entire life can be changed by that activity. And not, not that it's an easy one, mm-hmm. but that it's a primary one. And I feel really committed to that, what that can mean for people to take responsibility for that. And then the second, the thing that supports that is doing it with care and warmth and kindness towards oneself mm. and a curiosity. And I was looking at the difference between like, I was like, okay, unconscious and conscious, like, what are these? Mm-hmm. And literally the definition of unconscious is anything that's not in your awareness. Wow. Think about it. If you aren't aware of it, it's still going on. It's just going on underneath your radar. So any of these habits or any of these things, whether it's survival like breathing or digesting, right? all of this can go on, mm-hmm. as well as all your thoughts or emotional content or triggers. You can decide where the bar is. Mm-hmm. So you can live a life with the bar just up really high so that there's just this little bit of awareness going on. You can have the most minimal amount of awareness and there's going to be just like that tip of the iceberg and then the unconscious is this massive thing under the waters, right? You can decide where the water level is, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you can live like with just this little bit of consciousness, awareness above the waterline. Mm-hmm. Or you can keep lowering that waterline, revealing more and more awareness, developing your awareness, having more consciousness and less that's below the surface, less that's running below your radar. You can touch those things that are invisible right now, right? So developing your awareness is about going beneath the surface and touching what is currently invisible mm-hmm. and, and, and getting to know it, like through how it behaves, the symptoms of it, the way it, it makes you feel, but you bring it into your conscious, you bring it above the waterline. By bringing your, developing that sense of what's happening, your curiosity and, and, and just bringing it into the conscious mind. And, and like I was saying yesterday, the way it works exponentially, I think, is the more you lower that waterline, the more that is above the surface. I think there's sort of like sprouts and tendrils that can come up that help you see even more that's down below. The more you reveal, the more it t- shows you what's below, I think, mm-hmm. because there's a, it's, it's connected, mm-hmm. you know? So I got very excited about that because it feels like a very, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. There's nothing complex about this. Mm-hmm. You are infinite in, in, in this, this world of conscious unconscious, right? Mm-hmm. You can change the ratio. You absolutely can change the ratio. 
you can have more awareness, which means like the more you grow your awareness, the more you're revealing what is currently unconscious. It's mm -hmm. really about revealing the unconscious. Mm -hmm. And by understanding that and seeing that or making it more tangible or visible, you can actually interact with it on a conscious level and make choices. Mm -hmm. I think that's really empowering. I think that's incredible. And, and, and simultaneously, it's fine if you... If you don't want to develop it, you can absolutely get by with at least the you know with just a minimal amount of of conscious awareness. Wait, so just talking about the things that it involves, like doing this work. But it's taken her maybe like six weeks mm -hmm. to really start getting the hang of this and seeing the changes. But mm -hmm. go ahead. Like an overall generalized improvement, my outlook and my attitude. But it takes an active integration, I think, or an active interaction. Like consistent interaction, yep. an active one, really involved. Mm -hmm, really involved interaction. And it takes um, a real commitment because it's hard-ass work. Like, it is uncomfortable and it is hard. And I think that's probably where people get stuck, is in the uncomfortable, hard. Why is it uncomfortable? What'd you notice? It is, it is, because I feel like I'm going against the grain of well, my your habits, right? Habits in my internal landscape. But you don't even think of it as habits. It's no. A, in a way, you just think of it as like, this is me. Like, it just feels well, against like, yeah. everything. Well, like what I said to you yesterday, like, oh, I think I'm prone to melancholy. But what I notice is that that's a comfortable, I'm using air quotes right now, comfortable place to be. AKA familiar. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm just gonna slide into that. But what the difference is now is that I recognize it and I think to stop myself and think, is that where I wanna go with my thoughts or my feelings or my overall general? The answer, if the answer is no, which it was no, then, then the work is okay recognizing it and then working with that or you know then working with you know whether it's my affirmations or you know whether are different tools my tools exactly right so again it's being committed it's noticing bringing your awareness to what's going on mm -hmm. and sort of being like huh you're interrupting like just the normal flow of the right. habit yep and then by interrupting it you're able to say okay I have a choice here Mm -hmm. and then bringing tools in mm -hmm. and helping yourself shift it. Exactly. But the discomfort is really, can be. At the beginning, it was especially uncomfortable. Remember when I asked you, should this hurt? <laughs> and you were sort of like, uh, I don't think it should hurt. But I think that was just a way of saying like... You're uncomfortable. It's really un highly uncomfortable. So... I, and I think that could be a barrier for people because I wonder I, if it's kind of like withdrawal in that sense. You yeah, know I, mean? I think it is because it's really powerful. Those thoughts, the way they move, and they 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 keep me in in a, a loop, a cycle that is, you know, I have to have to every single day and almost every single minute catch those thoughts. It's like catching with a fishing net. It's moment to moment. Yeah. But again, the cool thing about it is, at least what I've noticed, is that once you really cultivated it, you know, that awareness and the observation skills, mm 
it's less effort. They, you, the moment-to-moment -moment noticing of thoughts is not filled with so much effort. Mm -hmm. And I don't fully know why that is, and I'm it's sort true. of like, no, it's not like I I'm agree. every moment going, what am I thinking now? What am I thinking now? What am I thinking now? But I think it's almost like when you, you get a sense of how something feels, it's, it's almost like the same way the brain is so miraculous that it can send a message from a nerve ending in your toe and that it just, get the milliseconds for mm -hmm. your brain to register. I think you develop this way of, if you notice a contraction in your body or something that doesn't feel good, it's mm -hmm. like, it's such a quick like, oh, what was that thought or what just happened? You, mm -hmm. you kind of set up a new habit of filtering of, of, of discerning what feels uplifting, what feels nourishing, mm -hmm. and what feels depleting or, you know, mm -hmm. not life-affirming. Mm -hmm. So that if something is in the realm of not life-affirming or depleting mm -hmm. or detrimental, it, it, it brings it to your consciousness, like, or... I wonder, yeah, this is interesting. I wonder if you're able to sort of then set these buoys down below the surface, mm. even. Mm -hmm. Because again, I'm, th what I'm trying to suss out right now is that I'm not like actively thinking about what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, my awareness isn't like this, this thing that's on. It's, it, it almost go, it's, it becomes its own autopilot. It does. That level of awareness. It does. So that there's this constant stream moving through this net of awareness mm -hmm. that I don't, and I, it sounds so weird to say that I don't have to have awareness of my awareness. Well, I think what you're really saying is that you're, what, like we were talking before we started recording, is that awareness, what did I say, awareness creates awareness. Well, I was saying that it perpetuates awareness. Right. That as you grow it, it, it propagates, it yes. perpetuates, it cultivates so itself. I, so I feel like what you're, you're really saying is, <clears throat> your awareness of your thoughts has become so large and encompassing that that that's your that's that you know if we look at that analogy of where is the water line if you're at the top of the water line you're dipping your toe in that's your awareness if you're you know you've gone down and then you're lower just, the water level yeah you're or it's a little just a little puddle maybe that's left all of that awareness that's up say it was a big basin and you're just down in this little puddle now like that's all the awareness that's what's surrounding it so it's not that you're not aware of it it's that your awareness is so present that when things you really notice when there's little pebbles that like it's ubiquitous right and it's ever ever present right so maybe that's what's going whereas on whereas the unconscious is what was ever present before there you go i like that I like, I don't think it's ever a puddle. I think there's always vast depths of sure, the unconscious. Sure, sure, but yeah. Because I think our brains would explode if we were aware of everything. Mm -hmm. But but even if we just imagine that it's more balanced, which is impossible to mm -hmm. measure these things. But I like that where at one point the overriding atmosphere was unconscious. That if you create an overriding sort of atmosphere or ubiquitous quality of awareness, Mm -hmm. that it, it is the mechanism through which all things are, mm -hmm. you know, working. Yeah. It's tricky. I mean, like using words to even talk about it, I think is 
what's slippery? It's the mind. The mind in and of itself is slippery. I think that that's why you run into such, uh, what you run into when you're writing, because you are aware of the slippery nature of your mind, and, yeah. and you know, so it... And, it's the, and then it's different from person to person, so it's slippery mm -hmm. at its nature, mm -hmm. and then it's all the factors of each individual, mm -hmm. and so you're trying to talk about this thing that is really, yeah, it's without form, and you're mm -hmm. trying to give it some form so that people can access their own power, mm -hmm. you know? Hey, it's me again. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I really love juicy conversations like that. So it's fun to share it. Um, thanks for stopping by and take care till next time. <laughs>